Yo, today's QOT is, when are you going to find your area of excellence? Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. I've got one of your favorite speakers on the show, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. Whenever we have Dr. Kimbrough on the show, it gets all kind of social media, Instagram love. So I thought I'd bring him back this week to talk to you about becoming excellent at what you do. You know, a big game changer for me happened maybe 10 years ago. I was at a Tony Robbins event. And Tony was talking about not just being good at what you do, but becoming excellent, getting in that top 1% in your field. And ever since then, I've committed myself to excellence. When I was doing my underground wellness thing, running underground wellness radio, I committed myself to becoming the best interviewer I can be. And let me tell you, if you're thinking about starting up a podcast or you already have a podcast, you don't have an audience right now, commit yourself to becoming an excellent interviewer. The listeners will show up. There's no other way. They have to show up when you are excellent. Now I'm doing something different with Money Mindset, and I have committed myself every single day to putting in my 10,000 hours to becoming the best Money Mind expert out there in the world. And I'm getting closer and closer and closer every single day. So the question is, when are you going to find your area of excellence? And what Dr. Kimbrough is going to do today is he's going to share three questions that are going to help you find that area. Here's Dr. Kimbrough. So what is the dream that you harbor in your mind? What is the vision that you have in your mind right now? And what are you going to do with the rest of life that you have left? Point number two, commit yourself to personal excellence. Don't be average. Hey, Daryl, what you did upstairs, man, fantastic. Great stories about these individuals. And I remember when I interviewed Edwin Moses. Edwin Moses was just profiled upstairs. I remember the day that I interviewed Edwin Moses, world record holder, 400-meter high hurdles. Edwin Moses had one dream, one vision. In 1984, he wanted to hear the national anthem, bend his head and shoulders down, have the gold medallion placed around his neck, and be crowned an Olympic champion in his event. And just like Daryl Mobley said, yes, He ran more than 300 races without a defeat. He knew that one weekend in 1984, if he ran three more races to the best of his ability, his dream of becoming an Olympic champion would become real. You talk about a commitment to excellence. Second week, second week, excuse me, first weekends, going into the second week of the 84 Summer Olympic Games. They start the track events. And Edward Moses, in the first heat, Halfway through the race, blows everybody's doors off. Two more races to go. Next night, the secondary heat. Halfway through the race, everybody's looking at the back of his singlet. One more race to go. You talk about a commitment to excellence. And after he wins the secondary heat, he goes out to a track in South Central Los Angeles by himself just to go through his paces. And the track coach who's responsible for the U.S. team follows Moses out there. 
And he watches Moses go around the track. Looks at the stopwatch, looks at Moses. Looks at the stopwatch, looks at Moses. Senses something wrong, throws the stopwatch down, blows the whistle and says, Edwin, Edwin, come here, something's not right. What are you doing? Moses runs up to his coach and goes, Coach, that's what I've been meaning to tell you. You know how I'm used to running 13 steps per hurdle? I just want to see how it would feel if I ran 12 steps per hurdle. And his coach goes ballistic. He says, brother, why in the world would you want a monkey around with success? And when you've already won more than 300 races, you win one more race tomorrow. Your dream of becoming an Olympic champion become real. And when you're already the best in the world. Moses looks at his coach and says, yeah, coach, I may be the best in the world, but I want to see if I'm the best that I can be. Are you the best that you can be? This is no play thing. When are you going to find your area of excellence? You tell me, when are you going to find your own personal area of excellence? And you don't even know how to find it. Go read what makes a great, great. These are the four keys. Number one, what do you love to do? What do you have a passion for? What can you throw your whole heart and soul into? Question number two, what would you do for free? If no one ever paid you a dime, if no one ever gave you financial reward for your efforts, what would you do for free? Because when you're doing what you love to do and you would do it for free, your work is your play. And if your work is your play, you'll never work a day in your life. So you think I'm standing up here at the podium speaking to you. No, my mind is back in the classroom. So I got the summers off. I know, come, you know, September, I'll be back in the classroom. What would you do for free? What is your work, your play? I remember when I went up to Chicago, got a chance to interview John Johnson of Ebony Magazine, and I interviewed him twice. And I said, Mr. Johnson, if you weren't publishing Ebony Magazine, what would you be doing? And he has a mock copy of the next cover on his desk, and he goes just like this. I love magazines. I love the way they feel. I love the colors. I love the textures. I love the smell. How can you beat an individual like that? You tell me. I went to New York, sat across the table from Walter Turnbull, Dr. Walter Turnbull, founder of the Harlem Boys Choir. And I said to myself, Dr. Turnbull, I'm going to ask you a question that you're very rarely asked. He says, fire away. I said, what is wealth? I mean, what is wealth to you? And with tears coming out of his eyes, he says, wealth is hearing the voices of my boys. Question number three, you know, what is your area of unfair competitive advantage? In other words, what comes easy to you but difficult to somebody else? I got three daughters. All of them got different areas of unfair competitive advantage. What is yours? I mean, look at me. The Lord didn't make me seven foot tall. I'm not like Shaquille O'Neal. I can't block a shot, dunk a basketball. I can't rip down a backboard. But you know what? I know that I can write. And I know that I can communicate effectively. And if you look at my evaluations last spring, I know that I can teach. I'd be a fool not to exploit that. What comes easy to you but difficult to somebody else? And if you can't answer those three questions, go to those individuals who you respect and admire and ask them, what do you see me as? What do you think, you know, I would be good at doing? And this is the way that I do in my MBA class, the day in which you find your area of excellence, the one reason why you were placed on this earth. You know, in my MBA class, I bring champagne. And we go around and we have a toast. Why? Because when you are the best at what you do, you never have to worry about income. 
and you never have to worry about employment. Why? The marketplace will seek you out. The marketplace will seek you out. So when are you going to find your area of excellence? All right, friends, that was powerful stuff from Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. His website is DennisKimbrough.com. You can pick up his book, Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice, at the QOD Bookstore at QODBooks.com. And if you want to watch today's entire talk, it's about an hour long. It is called What Keeps Us Standing by Dennis Kimbrough. That is it for me. I hope you have a lovely day. I will see you tomorrow with another episode of the QOD Show. We're out. Peace. Thank you.